Welcome to Drive Your Dream Home. We're your hosts, Aaron and Doug Ramsey, and we're city people who moved to the country to start a lavender farm. This podcast is about our farm experiences, our travels, cool people doing cool things, and tools to help you get in the driver's seat of your life so you can drive your dream home too. Now let's get behind the wheel and drive our dreams home together. All right, here we are, Doug, episode eight of Drive Your Dream Home. It's been a week. Well, we missed a day. We were supposed to do it last Thursday, but we didn't. Oh, we missed we missed doing an episode. Yeah. yeah it's been two weeks. No, this is we just missed one week and then this week would be the week we caught up. So we skipped one week. But it was for good reason. So I had travels for work and we've been busy on the farm. Right. How's the farm going? So far we're doing fine. We got one more week, we're open and we and then uh that's it. It's been super weird for me this year because all the years that we've been here, so this would be like season six or seven, no, five or six. Yeah, we didn't open that first year. We just planted the lavender. So this is our our sixth year open or fifth. Oh we my gosh, I don't know. We didn't open for COVID. Yeah, well, we had So we've only appointment. been open four years since we've been here. Right. But all the yeah. other years, I would work every weekend down there with you. And now this year... I haven't even done a single day because I've been traveling for my speeches. Well, the kids have been pulling their weight. I left them down there pretty much all Saturday. I just showed up here and there and brought them product. Yeah, they're rocking it. So they did good. They did really good. Sam, our daughter-in-law, made all those events, special events at the farm. Super cool things like cacao ceremonies and meditations. What what ceremonies? Cacao. I thought you said cow. (laughs) No, but we do have cows next door. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had a great week. I, I, You know, it is weird for me not to be here. Like, I, I kind of feel like, well, it's good because things change and it's really good for the kids to do it because it's going to be their business. Right. Yeah. And I'm so happy because in front of our little black store, we have a little pole barn store. Last year, Jack planted like six daisy bushes and it took a while, but they're coming in now and they're so beautiful. If you want to see the daisies, go to our Facebook page, Big Roots Farm. Yeah, they're actually pretty big. I'm surprised. I didn't think they'd be that large. They're going to get bigger even. Yeah. Yeah. And then our sunflowers bloom this week. So this weekend, um, we'll have you cut sunflowers and you. this is the last weekend for lavender. So... Went fast. It's a short season. Yeah. The first two seasons we were open, we had it open too long and it it hurt our lavender. Yeah, you got to cut it before it gets old. Right. Yeah. We were trying to keep it longer to have it prolong the season. But now we have sunflowers and then we have pumpkins in the fall. So we're getting into more of a, you know, more time open, which is good for viability. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. Variety and viability of the business. Right. So I had a great trip. So what ha- what has happened so far this last month? Why I haven't been at the farm? I took Jack and Molly and I went to that haunted hotel, the Crescent Hotel in the Ozarks, and then that was really fun. Had a speech in Oklahoma, and then we I we came home and then we did our podcast about the Arbor Day Farm and the elms and all our spa treatments. That was fun. Doesn't that feel like a month ago? That was only two weeks ago. <laughs> 
know. It's crazy how time is so relative. But we spent nine days away. You know, that was... That was a great trip. We always have great trips. Yeah, that's a third of the month right there. Yeah. Did you feel rejuvenated? Yeah, I went back to work happy. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> Very good. Instead of walking in to thinking, oh my gosh, another day. Yeah. So, and you needed a break every now and then. Everybody gets like that. Yeah, you get burnt out. Yeah. So then this past week, I was home literally for one day. We got home. I was home for one day. I did laundry and spent the day with the grandkids. And I didn't feel good. Remember, I had a little fever and I was just kind of not doing good. So I regrouped. And then my daughter Molly and I flew to Oregon. And I swear, I, I had two speeches in Oregon. So one on Monday morning and then one on Friday night. So that's why we decided just to make it a trip because Molly graduated college and it's just a good time. Right. And um, one, I just love the Oregon coast. Remember, we've been, we went a few years ago and we both were, I mean, we, we spent a ton of time on the California coast. I grew up on the California coast and it, it's beautiful, but Oregon just caught me like breathtakingly beautiful. I think cause it's so like untouched. I don't know that it is untouched now. It's kind of, there's stuff everywhere. But uh, <clears throat> I spent at least four or five days a year there while I was in the Navy because we went to the Rose Festival because my ship was small enough to go to get to Portland down the river. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize this. Yeah. So I spent one week every year in Portland because my captain home was in Seattle and then after that we would go to Seattle and spend a week there and then he would go see his wife that week and then we would be right on the pier with the bar so was, fun mm -hmm. did you like being out there yeah I, that was my probably my favorite places to go was Portland and Seattle yeah yeah because then you went to Alaska and then down what did you go down to Mexico or no just Southern California uh Mazelon one time but uh, that was just like I was ready to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's funny. We didn't even <clears throat> talk about that connection. But so Molly and I went, we did the speech in Salem, and then we drove over to the coast and stayed at that hotel we like on the Agate Beach. And that's a great beach. It is a beautiful beach. It's always cool. You're not like out there sweating to death, but it's you're not hot. And it's beautiful. And you're not cold. It's just, it's a great place to be. Well, I feel like we get lucky every time I go. I feel like I'm lucky because the weather's no, that's beautiful. that's the weather there. That's no, it. because when I was there this time, it was so sunny for three days, which was unbelievable. And then the, and then the day when we were driving south to Coos Bay, it was super foggy, cold, like how it normally is. So I've been to Oregon probably 10 or 15 times. And only one time in that whole time was the weather bad for me. Well, I think that's just luck. I don't think so. I don't know. We should probably look at the weather reports. Because <laughs> it's, you know, that's actually a good example of how our experiences define reality. Because, you know, if you're going there and every time it's sunny, you're just going to think it's a sunny place. But maybe it was just luck. We'll have to check that out. So Molly and I, she's, she, Molly's a metalsmither, so she was looking for stones and agates to make jewelry out of. We met two really cool people on the beach just randomly and told us other beaches to go. So we drove up to Oceanside, which is like northern, way north, 
and we get to this beach and then there's like this tunnel thing you walk under this under the mountain basically onto another beach which the only access there so is I the tunnel i've never done that Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful, but it was so rocky and I was wearing my Crocs that I barely could manage. Like I mangled my toe in the tunnel because it's so dark and you know, those Crocs, they, I love them, I live in them, but they don't, you know, they don't have any leverage. No ground. There's no protection. Yeah, none. Right. But Molly spent a lot of time there looking for rocks and stuff. That was beautiful. And then we went to, um, we found this really cool beach that we had not been to before called Taft Beach. And she found a bunch of agates there, and that's where the people were. They were all locals. It's like a little hidden beach. It was beautiful. And then we drove down to Coos Bay for the speech on Friday night, and Coos Bay was beautiful. But two great things that happened in general is that I've been doing mostly road trips because I've just been avoiding flying just because I keep hearing all the nightmares of delays. And, you know, the travel and the hospitality industry just has not bounced back from COVID yet. And um, I don't think it ever will. Oh, I do. I think it will. <laughs> I'm not sure. Gosh, well, I'm hopeful because, I mean, it's improving because actually flying from Louisville, Kentucky to Portland, we didn't have any delays and we have to drive lots of, you know, lots of an hour, you know, to do an hour and a half to get to the airport and then drive from Portland over to Salem and Salem over to Aga Beach and then to Coos Bay and everything was smooth. We had one little delay coming home. Um, but it was no big deal. It didn't impact anything. So that was good. And the weather was another really unexpected gift. It was so sunny. But well, one thing that really my takeaway went, other than the two speeches and meeting a lot of really great people and enjoying the groups and being out and about with Molly, so fun. We had so many good food, so much good food, so many good options for vegetarians. So we both really enjoyed that. Right. And then... Um, but the, the the main thing, and that's why I wanted to talk about this today. So that's our travels and the farm. But well, I went whale watching again. Do you remember when we went whale watching? I do. I had to buy that coat. Yeah, you know what? Right. You're actually wearing that coat on the cover of our podcast icon. Right. And that, we went to Seattle to see Luke and Grace. That's when I was wearing that. Yeah, Grace took that picture. Luke. Grace right. is Luke's fiance. Right. That's fun to say. That's really fun to say. Um, whale watching was really fun. Do you remember how much fun we had? Yeah. Well, this time, I'm all talking about it because Molly and I went again. Right. And so what happened was, well, other than like climbing down major steps, it was not like when we went, where we just went to that little dock, like this again. The boat we went on was big. The boat you went on was not. With Molly, this time it was small. Right, the one we went on was holds like 50 people. No, I think this one did too. No, I saw a picture of it. It was not near the size. Okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> either way, it was great. We saw whales because they live over there in Depot Bay on the coast of Oregon. So they do have whales that migrate, but there are whales that stay there all year long. So they're known as like the whale watching capital, Depot Bay, Oregon. And That's what it says on that coat. Yeah. Right. Well, Grace photoshopped out the Depot Bay on the on oh, the coat. She? Yeah, because you know, you don't want to do that on I the cover of your podcast. Yeah. Right. But if you look at that picture, that's the coat. I was gonna put a heart over it. She said, No, send it to me and I'll photoshop it out. 
so that she fixed the coat for us. But um, I love that. That picture has a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we were on a boat. Yeah, in Seattle. In Seattle on that. Yeah. Yeah. When we went to visit Luke and Grace out there. Yeah, we did the little cruise to the bay there. So fun. Yeah. I love a good little boat ride. I really do. And so what happened was Molly and I saw the whales and we were spotting them and taking videos and we saw like I don't, we saw whales come up four or five, maybe six times, but they might have been like two whales that kept surfacing. But um, on the way back, we were done and the captain's like, OK, that's a good note to leave on because they got a big, you know, the big thing is to get a picture of the tail of the whale. Right. So we got a good picture. And then he's, and we're standing the whole time. And I went to like to the front of the boat and then he said, everybody scoop back. You know, you have to get back when you get rolling because they have to pull into the, that's like the world's smallest harbor too. Like you go through this little tunnel thing. And um, we did that too. Yeah. We left exactly where we left last time, except we had to do these big staircase thing and they were killing, cleaning all those fish. There was like a fishing excursion right before us. And um, the boat started going super fast. It was a beautiful day. And Molly was standing behind me. We were both holding on. You could not let go at any time on this boat. You had to hold on to the railing. And all the water started like spraying up on me. And I swear I had this moment. It sounds so corny. But I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so alive. Like, you know, like I always have fun. Like when we go places and I'm talking to people, doing my speeches, I always have a good time. But this was like this feeling of like feeling just exhilarated. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's like going fast on a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fast on a motorcycle or like a roller coaster. But I'm like, I'm not really the type of person who like is like an adventure seeker by any stretch. Like I don't, I, you know, I'm not into it. But that was a really good feeling. And then I started thinking, well, I should probably really focus on having more exhilarating experiences. That whole feeling of like excitement, but you're not really in danger, but it feels like you're really connected. Yeah, but what is that? What do you mean? How else do you get that? Well, that's what I don't know. Right. Because like I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just start hiking more and seeing like waterfalls and things like maybe it's connected to water. Do we need to get you a motorcycle? No, gosh, no. I definitely don't want to like be hiking on a cliff, (laughs) you know, but just that kind of, you know what it also reminded me of when we went to Niagara Falls, remember? Yeah, we we went on that boat and we got sprayed, yeah. Yeah, but that feeling of just like the magnitude of Niagara Falls and like, you know what I mean? It was just that, it's exhilarating. Right. Yeah, so, and then I started thinking, okay, so I should probably keep that out on my radar. I don't want to be afraid though. I don't. I don't look at exhilaration as afraid. I don't want to be afraid. I don't like that feeling. Right. It's not the same thing. No. Can you think of it like yours is motor when you were going fast on your motorcycle? Yeah, I'm never afraid. No, that's exhilarating is what I'm saying. Right. Do you think like a roller coaster? Like some some people really like that. Uh, Yeah. It's just, you know, you're not going to get hurt. It's just the quick movements and... I, I, I don't see the, the the roller coaster thing doesn't do it for me. But yeah, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. this is worth really thinking about. Like, because it was a moment. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so alive, and then I felt so corny, and then I felt so happy. Like it was like this, you know, like one feeling after the other. So exhilaration. Well, is you one... know that Captain did that on purpose to make everybody like feel that feeling. 
Oh, you think? Oh, I'm sure of it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's fun. Yeah, I'm sure he gives that feeling to you on purpose. Yeah. Because he probably feels it every time he, like, guns that boat. Yeah, he's feeling happy, too. He was a super cool guy. Right. He was really excited. Evidently, when we were on our way back, there was some super rare whale that came up, but we missed it. It was behind us. But he was, like, yelling. Like, he was so excited, you know. And then when we got off the boat, he leaned out the window of his little compartment He's like, did you see it? Like, you know, he was really excited. I said, no, but we had a great time anyway. Um, So that, and then today as I was thinking about, like, us doing this recording and talking about exhilaration, and I did, like, a Facebook post on it, is how important it is to feel good. Because when you feel good, like, if you want to improve anything in your life, any area, work, home, relationships, experiences, mind, body, spirit, Everything, it comes down to having like a good energy and feeling good. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, it's totally true. It's like keeping your your vibration high. And so, and it's not good like a hedonistic good. It shouldn't be like, you know, stuff yourself with the meal and think you're going to be happy or, you know, drink too much or whatever people do. Is that what hedonistic means? I'm not sure, actually. (laughs) Do you know what it means? No. I think it's that, like, where you're just almost, not gluttony, but, like, taking, taking. I know that in my first book I wrote about the hedonic adaptation, where if you, you know how you become everything, it becomes a new normal so fast, that, and then, like, you get what you want, and then you just, it's your new normal, and then it just becomes, like, hedonic, like, you're just adapting all the time to it, wanting more and more that you want to kind of avoid that. And the ways to avoid it is through mixing things up, like approaching it differently and having gratitude. Right. Mm-hmm. But so back to the feeling good thing. Um, I'm really about like a good song, a nice walk, good conversation, meditation. I love my meditation bells. Like there's so many things, drink water, I love playing with the grandkids. I love petting our dogs. You know what I mean? Just the everyday things. Just do more of whatever helps you raise your vibration, your energy level. Because everything improves. What's that favorite quote? Gosh, I should have I should have printed it out. I do it in all my presentations now. But I'm going to ad-lib it. It's by Albert Einstein. And basically what it says is that whatever you put out, you're matching to. And you whatever reality is, you, you're creating it with your energy. And that it's not philosophy, it's actually physics. That you can't help but create the reality that you're matching to and you match through your energy. That makes sense. Yeah. So like if you have a lot of negative people in your life or your job's always bad or whatever it is and that those cycles keep coming, it's just you got to look at your energy, just change the channel a little bit. It's not really hard to do, it's just an awareness. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty tough to get that awareness. You, you got to know what to look for. Like what? It, you just have to know that you're in that cycle. And if you don't know that you're in that cycle, you can't look. You, you don't have the ability to look for it. You have to look for it. Yeah. And maybe it starts with just noticing when you do feel good. Like maybe that exhilaration feeling, you know? Right. I mean, I'm super in tune to my energy just because I've spent a lot of time, you know, changing the train around. But I always make sure I'm really aware 
when I'm feeling good, like when things feel right, when I feel high energy, when I'm in the flow. And you don't have to be there 100% of the time, but really there's no reason not to be, you know? And I find those things like, like what I just said, all those things plus lots of other things. Just start doing things you enjoy, gratitude. Cool. Yeah. All right, you want to add anything? No, I'm good. Yeah, you're quiet today. I, I just don't have much, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to focus on our energy, staying high vibe. We're going to think, I'm going to think about something that's exhilarating. If you guys have ideas, gosh, text or email us. And um, and then I'm super grateful for the travels that I've had with Jack and Molly and you. And then tomorrow I go solo to Oklahoma. So I'm going to get some good books on Audible and um, do some studying and listen to some high vibe things. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you might want to look those up now so I can put them on there for you. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Download them ahead. So, all right. Well, go for exhilaration, feeling good, see something new, and pay attention when things are going right. It would have been easy for us just to come home and say the trip was great, but I was taking notes, like good weather, no delays, we're safe, like constantly scanning for all the good things. All right. Okay. <laughs> Take you, care. <laughs> love you, too. So the takeaways really are just to find ways to feel good and maybe seek out some exhilaration. You know, the whale watching thing was kind of a surprise feeling, but I'm going for it. As always, if you want to check out our farm, it's bigrootsfarm.com and you can get it on the website. You can even shop on our website or social media, Instagram and Facebook. And then um, I'm Aaron Ramsey underscore at TikTok and then Instagram and Facebook is Aaron Ramsey Joy. And again, a shout out to our son Luke for his jingle for us, Anomalous Bass. And um, we hope that you have a great week.